Oh, it's nine o'clock. It's Monday morning. Welcome to the first episode of the Martial Arts Thoughtcast on a Monday morning. It's no longer going to be in the evening. You know, I thought about I was doing it right after training in the evening time. And uh, um, I would always leverage our training uh, to be able to, to talk about things, you know, what I see in class, what I'm able to feel for myself and experience when I'm, when I'm training, techniques that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have a reference point so that way I can create the episodes. And in the last, man, it's like two weeks now, it's been pretty difficult, especially with the uh, coronavirus thing that's going on. Very difficult to have the interaction with everyone. We did have the virtual training, which uh, I'm still kind of getting used to. There's, um, um, I don't know, there's that feedback. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, we got Gino on the line over here. He's sitting across from me. We're at the school. Let's say what's up. Hello. I am ready for this podcast. <laughs> He's going to start helping me with these these things in the morning. Helps us with our routine. Mm-hmm. What do you think about routine? Well... I definitely agree with having a good one. Uh, this is something personally I got to work on for myself, but this has been pretty consistent for the time we've been here. So it's like, helping. On Mondays, you know, I like Mondays. It gives me a good routine to really iron up. It's the first rep, first day of the week, mm-hmm. right? And uh, as we're adjusting for these last three weeks, what well, it's the third week now for us um, being closed as the academy, but we're still training. We still have some content out there. We've got some YouTube videos, mm-hmm. right? Got our virtual online training, which I, I mentioned before. But like, the the routine itself is what gives security, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in the last couple of days, I saw you were running. You yeah. did, you did like a 42, 43 minute run. Just forty two minutes. Forty two minutes would you know? That's like the longest you've ever ran. Yeah, right? it was. It was uh, an experience. I, I was just, um, you know, about to put on my thing. I use a Nike run club mm-hmm. and they have this option for the guided runs. And I was poking through my playlist and I'm like, I don't have a playlist that's really long and consistent. Like all of my music kind of jumps around the BPM and everything. And then I remembered they had the guided run. So I picked one and it said another long run. And then it's just, you know, this guy leading you through it. And just like hearing him talk about, you know, relax. Mm-hmm really helped because normally like if I was to run by myself with my music I I have this tendency to go faster when my music picks up and like slow down when it gets slow but uh-huh. having a having a consistent pace okay so you're actually talking about the coach that's on there yeah one of the best coaches that I have that I've never met before mm-hmm. same thing for you yeah kind of gives you the something to work on on your pace right mm-hmm. what you're just talking about I was like when I, when I was done i wasn't like exhausted it was just more of like oh, that felt really good mm-hmm. and i like I, I like that more interesting how that that's training right mm-hmm. if you have a coach that can help you with your pacing you don't have to like blast out in the very beginning mm-hmm. right you can you can actually do a warm-up get to a working uh segment mm-hmm. and then like go all out if you want to yeah. And the constant reminders of it being, it's, it has to feel good, right? Training has to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, I did my run this morning. It's been, a, it's been a while. And one of the first thoughts that I had is when I was getting past my first mile, I thought of the 100K that I did that one month. Mm-hmm. I think it was September. Was it September or October? I want to say it was September. Probably. 100K. I did like 5K every day. Six, like a month. For a month. It was six days a week. 
I had one rest day, but it took me, I want to say it took me about three months to get to that. And the experience that I've had was like, uh, being like a white belt again, you know, I, I earned my first rank as a runner or something like that. Mm. Maybe I pushed too hard getting to a hundred K so quickly, but like for, for us, I would say we have a little bit of leverage since we've been training for a little bit, we have experience you could pull from, but you know, I'm not, I'm not more, I'm not really a runner. I'm more of a, the martial artist and mm-hmm. he's running to enhance the way that I do that. Yeah. I hope that all the fighters, if you guys are listening to this, we're going to pick on you still. You guys got to still get your, your running in. I learned, uh, the technique from jams on how I run. I know like everybody's stride is different, but mm-hmm. what ends up working well for me is like running on my toes the mm-hmm. entire time. So you can like utilize the springiness and then like, I don't know, just going up the stairs. I was walking out like, Oh man, my knees are going to be phenomenal being able to like run these long distances on my tiptoe like that. So you're, you're adjusting your running to, to how it'll affect your, your Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the, cause it's not, it's not like sprinting, Actually, I guess if I was to explain how Giangelo explained running to me, is mm-hmm. like you run at a 35 or 40% sprint. You just kind of let let the springiness of your toes uh, propel you. Do the work. Mm-hmm. And then I was just kind of looking at it. And like some some people uh, kind of lean, lean towards like some people like running on their heels. And then it just works better for me to run on my toes. Oh, okay. So you're not talking about different running techniques. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, there's, you know, uh, this is a good opportunity to talk about technique, right? Like running to go distancing, like marathon running, you go like the heel toe stride and you, some people will talk about like hitting your foot flat against the ground. So that way you can avoid shin splints and knee mm-hmm. uh, runner's knee and stuff like that. Specifically running techniques for marathons. Mm-hmm. And then you have running techniques specifically for Muay Thai, which is the one that you were doing like on your toes, mm-hmm. obviously probably what 40 minutes of being on your toes you you start ending up on like flat footed a little bit because then your yeah. calves start hurting right and then there's running techniques if you do like jujitsu combat like for me uh when i'm in a phase of muay thai running i always look for like sp- explosive movements like sprinting type like where you're really pushing your legs because you want the lift you want the kick mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing and there's like emphasis on your hips right and you know when I'm thinking about those things that I'm running and then you have like a, another runner going the opposite direction, mm-hmm. I have like the subconscious things. Like, I wonder if I look weird to that person yeah. because I'm doing this funny technique, you know, I'm kind of like springy gazelle like, you know, because I'm working on a particular explosive movement, but then there's, there's days when I run then I think of jujitsu, mm-hmm. right? There's a, there's a wave in jujitsu. Right? Like you have a constant pressure. Mm-hmm. right and then there's the scramble where you have to explode for a certain uh period of time and it's a little different from explosion in muay thai mm-hmm. right? i always made the uh the reference that muay thai is like running or sprinting and then uh, jujitsu was like swimming, like swimming to me yeah so same kind of thing I, i'm running with a particular thing in my in mind when it comes to the style of mm-hmm. the martial art that we're training so i hope you do you do that yeah, I, I do that too. Like for me, for me, running is keeping pace, but like, I guess the Muay Thai technique is like, you need a pace, but it also has to be powerful, like mm-hmm. relaxed, but powerful. Relaxed. How long, how long did it take you to warm up, warm up into the run? So that way you can start working on that. 
probably like five minutes. Like when I started feeling my first like wind go away, um, it was crazy. He said it was like you're already halfway through the run. It's like 23 minutes. I go, whoa, hmm. wow. What made you minutes. decide to do 40 minutes? Uh, I'm I'm trying to go for more for distance. So like because of you know everything that's going on, mm -hmm. um, I'm used to training for long periods of time. Yeah. So when I think of my run, I go, okay, well if I can equate the work like 30, 40 minutes of you know movement. That's what I try and do. So I'm not trying to like finish the mile. Like I don't even care what my mile is like anymore. I just go for time because oh. the the mental practice of me doing something is what I'm using it for, not really for the. So running you're using for mental practice rather than the fitness or like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, if something if something physical improves on my body, that'll be a side effect. But uh, something I've been noticing for myself is you know I don't want my brain to get fat. Oh, so like yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to make myself finish when I set a goal because I have this tendency to like when I set a goal for myself I'll think it's good enough to only do 80% and I go I did 80% I can stop but like when I'm in a run mm. and I'm already like 80% done I was like I might as well just finish you know making me focus on that last thing you just said there yeah brain getting fat yeah yeah I'm working on it you poke at your head you're like yeah it's getting squishy mm -hmm. right but it's it's my right as your dad right to be able to like <laughs> poke fun at you a little bit a little pressure yeah. here and there kind of like how coaches myself. do that too right yeah mm. oh okay so you're doing it to yourself as well mm -hmm. i was like i just I, I know that i have a tendency to do things so i'm like i gotta work on fixing it it's taken me a long time to be aware of it mm -hmm. and like i always think of like uh, some of the people i've interacted with when mm -hmm. my brain was getting fat i thought there was something wrong with them it's not it was me just yeah. forgetting to be mindful interesting interesting so the less, okay, so an awareness for mindfulness, I suppose, mm -hmm. mindfulness, awareness, the less that you're, that you're doing that, engaging that part of your brain, then that means you're getting, your brain is getting fat. Yeah, that's at least how I feel. Like my relationships with people like will get affected. And you know, sometimes I'll think, you know, like, oh man, they're just going through something and it's not really them it's just how i'm perceiving them going through it mm. you know i'm not really that understanding when my brain's getting fat oh. so the same way that your body can get fat out of not using it mm -hmm. right? and then your brain can get fat because you're not using it and then what about okay so at the beginning of class we have mind body spirit mm -hmm. so we just did two two of the three can your spirit get fat i think i think that's pretty close to i guess the mental thing because it's not really about like how you think anymore, I guess it's more of an internal thing. Mm. Okay, so spirit getting fat. What is that? Mm. We can connect to that. Willpower, making yourself do something, feeling that you have to do something due to some uh, mission, mm -hmm. goal, achievement, something that's waiting for you, yeah. a reward. I always think of spirit like something to do with uh, like, you know, faith or like believing in yourself. Mm. Okay. So like if your spirit is suffering a little bit, then... I guess like courage and your yeah willpower, willpower willpower. So if you don't use your willpower enough, then your willpower get fat. Mm -hmm. Everything's a perishable skill in that case, I guess. Uh, everything's gaining weight, hard, right? Like when you try to engage it, feels heavy. Mm -hmm. Like you want to engage your willpower, it takes a bit. You're staring at it or staring at whatever you want to do, and then you're like, "Come on, let's do it." Mm -hmm. And like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm tired. Oh, okay. Willpower is getting fat. What can you do? Well, running. I, I, can't turn, I can't turn around. You can't go. You can't come to uh, 
can't come to training right now or hit the heavy bag. Well, unless you have a heavy bag at home. You know, I was thinking about doing that at the house. Put a heavy bag back? Yeah, you know, you saw what, what I'm doing to the garage. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. A little bit more open. You're working on your 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 technique, your garage technique. Yeah, my garage is getting fat. M- more like a There's mess. More stuff. Really. More There's stuff more in there. Stuff in there. there. clear it all out. Hard to do. I want to have like a woodworking woodworking station thing there with the with the you know some mats on the ground mm-hmm. some you know at home things kind of like how it moving, used to be yeah you know i was moving some stuff around your sister came through and she saw the tape on mm-hmm. the on the floor and she started doing the footwork on it mm-hmm. in the same way as i'm uncovering all the different mess and she's telling me stories about i remember you told me to do this and i was practicing it I think I was like uh, eight or nine years old, mm-hmm. and then he made me do it. And she, you're, I was like, oh, I had to do this. <laughs> and then I asked. Then you asked me, uh, go ahead and practice the actual kick. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't do it after doing it fifty times. When I complained about it, still didn't do it. I recognized something. It became a little bit more. I guess it must have been a thing between you two. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think it was. I remember. The like the pull-up bar that you had in there when you first tested it out. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember jumping. It's still up, up there. No, no. I, I when you first installed it, I jumped up and I tried to grab it and I missed, mm. and then I landed flat. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that. <laughs> Your remember feet were gonna yeah, give me a I heart was, attack. I was completely horizontal, like five feet in the air, just boom. But I bro- I did a break fall and I was uh-huh. okay. But like, oh luckily, I had some garage mats. Yeah, you know the garage mats. Some people were asking me about garage mats. You, know, you use those puzzle ones that you get at like Home Depot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I guess those are okay, but if you're using those, make sure you're like doubled up or something like that. Yeah. They're not that thick. I usually hate putting those things back together because there's so much friction when you open it up. Yeah. And then I use duct tape. Thinking That's right. I was smart. That's right. I was like I'm smart. I'm gonna put duct tape on this. No. Nope. Then the duct all... tape comes off because it's vinyl on the other. Yeah. Whatever. And then there's like sticky junk all over the place, and then you try to sweep it, and then the then the dust and yeah. the adhesive together and make more junk I'm like oh man i don't like these things i was just get a mat by get the time a- we went through all the disposable stuff <laughs> yeah same thing interesting interesting yeah i didn't even think about that back then i was just like yeah this will work mm. i just kind of went with everything no look have some videos still up on the youtube channel but they're all like unlisted private right now mm. you will like pull a clip or something from there you're like just look at the fun don't don't be in there too long because it's ugly but you know because <laughs> well, uh, it's ugly <laughs> <laughs> i do that too like there's uh there's some videos of us remember like the yellow shirts that we had which yellow shirts the instructor shirts oh we had oh videos when we would record and do teaching with stuff like that i look at some of those i'm like i need to do the keystone 5 video again because mm-hmm. i don't like the i don't like the way i'm teaching in that one. Oh, going back and time traveling and looking your Looking at your old form mm-hmm. in comparison to how you're doing it now. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I just, you get, you can't see my head shaking, but yeah, I'm shaking my head. Uh, you know, that's really important for, for every martial artist, any athlete really. Like mm-hmm. record yourself, record yourself because then, you, you know, your coach is telling you you're doing it wrong. I'm like, oh, I'm like, doing I'm not, my best. Wait. I know you're doing it, your best. I know, I'm not talking about your effort. I'm saying you're doing it wrong. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I remember I think I was uh, six months, six months into my training, 
and one of my instructors was telling me was telling me that I was doing it wrong. Mm. And I had the same thought. I'm doing my best. It's like, I know you're doing your best, but you're still doing it wrong. And I was arguing with him. <laughs> I got really mad. And uh, he goes, do you have a, do you have a camcorder? I was like, yeah, bring it in. Record yourself. Oh, man. I get hot head first. Like, I'll bring it in. I'll show you. And then I, when I record myself, mm-hmm. I'm going to record myself doing it right, and I'll play it back. I'm going to show you that I was doing it right. <laughs> so I did that. Play it back. Yep, you're right. I was doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) A lesson for me, right? I'm like, okay, let's listen. Just listen to the coach because he can see something you can't see. Mm -hmm. I I believe, I believe at that time, uh, Tiger Woods was a a hot topic on on sports channels, and uh, I remember going through that um, experience with my coach, and he said, "Look, you know, Tiger Tiger Woods has a coach too." Like Mike Tyson has a, has a coach. You know, their coach might not be um, as good as those athletes, but the coach is needed because mm-hmm. they can see something that they can, that the athlete themselves can't. Like when I tell you about the back of your head, yeah, you know, like, can you see the back of your head? Yeah, I can't look at it. Right. So you have somebody that looks at the back of your head. You would like somebody to tell you if you got a cow lick, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just sticking out in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you would like somebody to tell you there's something wrong or just what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your feelings hurt because that's the back of your head. Someone described it to you. Yeah. I guess at that level, you just, you know, got to develop your, your trust with uh, the people that you actually listen to. Mm. Brings us full circle to the, to the Nike Run Club app. Mm-hmm. You need a coach. You need a coach. Definitely mm-hmm. need a coach. I wish I could do that for myself. What's like that? find your own find the, find the template and then just talk to myself. It'd be kind of weird though. Like, can you run and listen to yourself talk to yourself as a future message? Mm. I think so. Huh. No, no. You know what? There is there there are people who do that. You know, when you uh, when you write mm-hmm. when you write in your journal, you're talking to yourself. You're talking to your current self, and sometimes you can talk to your future self. Sometimes you could talk to your past self in your journal. You can time travel mm-hmm. before, during, and after, right? Mm-hmm. Like I remember one time, Giangelo, your brother, he was telling me about like trying to be focused on what goals he wants to accomplish, what he wants to be when he grows up. Yeah. And he's graduating high school. He didn't know what he was going to do after high school. And then I remember telling him, he got, you got to write it down. You got to mm-hmm. write it down. And he goes, oh, I don't want to write it down. I already know. It's like, I, I know that you know, but you'll need this one day. So he writes down, you know, what he wanted to be. Because there, during this one talk that I had with him, it became clear for him in that one moment. Mm-hmm. And I told him to write it down. So he writes it down. Skip forward three, four, five years. Three, four, five years? Yeah, because he was about uh, 13, 13 years old. So now he was 18. It was like sometime last year. Mm. Or two years ago. He's turning 20 this year. Holy smoke. And he, he opens it up. Oh, no. no. He was complaining about being confused, unfocused again. Say, mm-hmm. hey, where's that thing that you wrote? Oh, I got out of my room. Go get it. And give, you know, I give me the face. <laughs> read this thing. I already know what's on there. Then he opens it up. He reads it. And he's actually addressing himself in the letter. Mm-hmm. He wrote to his future self. Because in the moment of clarity, there's a feeling that he captured 
right? Some people will capture it on video some of these days, but you know, with management on your phones and the computers and stuff like that, it's it's hard to to bring that back, right? Mm. But it, a tangible piece of paper that you wrote with your own hand that connects to you more because there's a thought process that travels from your your mind through your body into the hand and articulate it in handwriting. Mm-hmm. Right? So he reads it to himself. He's like, "Whoa, I remember that feeling now." So not not the not the philosophy that he's recalling. He's remembering. He's recalling the feeling. Mm-hmm. He's summoning it right there with a piece of paper. Kind of like witchcraft, you know. If you think <laughs> what it's if time witchcraft? Traveling. Yeah, because you you're able to gain that feeling back and uh you know he picks himself up he's standing straight again he's like okay i'm clear and i you know i don't have to do mm-hmm. that for him you can do that for yourself yeah i i actually have a journal like that too i only write in it when like a world event or something big happens so it's like it's a pretty pretty empty journal but like i'll go back and like wow this thing's like super old and you know mainly writing the next entry addressing the past self and then oh kind of looking looking forward a little bit how long how many journals do you got now uh well that that journal in particular where i only write in it once in a while is it's just one uh but i have that in my my three-day pack so like if you know if we ever had to leave i can remember everything oh okay so you you include it into your mm-hmm. your bug out bag yeah i just i leave it in there because i don't really intend to carry it around mm. so that way like you know if something if the if the apocalypse were to happen and we had to go you know backpacking for survival or something, I'll I'll be able to have a memory. Oh, you can recall the memory. Mm-hmm. That's nice. You have like a picture and mm-hmm. some words. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And that makes me think of my my EDC, my bug out. All I have in there are empty or different kinds of journals. Mm-hmm. I have empty ones in there too. It's just that one in particular I leave. I'm going to have to put that in there. Maybe one if something were to ever happen to me, you could open it up and go like, yeah. oh, "What happened?" That's that's my thought process behind keeping it in there. So somebody can find you and see what what went on. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a good uh, thought process there. Very good. <laughs> All right, we reached the we reached this one section. You know, I was talking about it this morning about like uh, addressing some some comments, some people who are joining us on the Discord server. Okay, is anybody on there, hun? Yes. Yeah. Anybody got some comments? Let me bring you guys in. We do like what ten minutes? Let me talk to you guys. I have the I have the camera. Well, not the camera, but the computer right in front of me. Let me turn it around here. Actually, uh, I'll let you pick. What's up, guys? We do have a podcast comment section. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to say that in the beginning of the. uh, It's like right above the one you click to get into the voice chat. Yeah, I made the uh, podcast uh, comments channel so that way. It doesn't bombard everyone on the uh, the town hall channel, so that way you kind of go back into a podcast type of um, channel mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and recall what was going on. Good morning, good morning. Hope you guys tuned in at the very beginning. As soon as we started, I just hit the record button. And it was like, it's not yeah, let's then. just have the conversation. It says um, podcast comments. Not yeah. everybody is invited to the podcast comments. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Oh, yeah, there isn't. Yeah, there's only like 11. Oh, man. I apologize. It's <laughs> okay. Wait, can I open so, it? Let me, let me, let me adjust that. 
How terrible of me, my, my mistake. I'm going to open this channel to everyone. Who's our oh, Everyone's in there. It's David. Oh. Read messages, send messages. Yeah, he can't see it. Oh, man. My bad. You can take it from uh, oh, we'll just... Town Hall today. You know, this is this is good. This is a good lesson for me. My my uh, Discord technique <laughs> needs to improve. <laughs> <laughs> me in the yellow shirt. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Well, you know, these first reps are always a good good thing. Uh, you get the most gains from it. You know, it's the same thing we talk about when you're in class, right? It's it's so good to be a white belt because you got the most to learn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Goodness, Whoa, my bad. And that that's a lesson for you too. Don't right touch here. the table. Don't touch <laughs> Sorry about the feedback, guys. All right, I'm. I'll. I will. I will do my drive home and think about all the podcast comments and my all my IT. And it's funny too because I was an IT professional, mm. and that's a perishable skill. I'm like, yeah, totally not into understanding the permissions I set in here. So anyway. Okay, so for Justin says, I EDC. Field notes, and he has a picture of his uh, his notebook. Mm. Yeah, come over, come over. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my wife over into the side so she can so you can guys can hear her a little bit. Okay. Right, let's see. All right. Oh, here. Dave says, "I keep old works from high school just to see if I remember how to do the work." Oh, just to see how to do the work. That's good. Because sometimes I, I go through a lot of my um my old notes from like Sama Sama, um, you know, jujitsu camps that I've attended, uh, mm -hmm. Thai camp, and I look at it and I'll read it thinking that I'll know what I'm what I was thinking back then. And I read it again, I'm like, what the heck am I talking about? What does this mean? And the language, your your self language, actually needs to improve at that point too. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Same here. There Let's we see. Go. Oh, look at Elliot. What was I thinking? Zeus looking at old Photoshop files. What was I thinking? And you know, the, it's important to kind of go through those things mm. so you can refine on what your original thoughts were, right? Like you bring in this expression of whatever the art is, right? In in our case, martial artists. Let me try this timing, you know, and you try this thing. And in the moment, you're like, yeah, this is going to work. This is going to work. Mm -hmm. And in the spar, boom, it doesn't work. You're like, what was I thinking? Oops. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's good that you do it in practice, not in the fight, right? Mm -hmm. If you guys are like trying to practice in the fight, uh, I don't know what to say about that, but like, why didn't you try to do that in practice, you know? Mm -hmm. And I have the right as a coach to poke fun at you for that. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to like, create pressure. You want to do it like the right way, you know? Yeah. You don't want to like ruin, ruin your good reps. <laughs> but that's a good, it, it, it highlights our, our relationship from, you know, student and teacher, you know, cause I have my teachers too. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, you guys as students are my teachers to be a better teacher for myself. I have to pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah. You guys give me the immediate feedback. If you're not feeling good, I have to kind of like look a little bit deeper. Sometimes it could be a little too deep, Mm. And that that gives me the opportunity for like confidence in my my leadership. I suppose mm -hmm. I've been doing it for now. I don't know how long now, but definitely more confident as a instructor, right? Yeah. Oh, what's up? What's up? What's this one? 
Okay. So Justin says, Tilly has a big Ikea box of old drawings. She went through it last night and criticized her old art, but also saw how much she's improved. Oh, man. Even the kids can do it. You know, that's awesome because like not a lot of kids are open to themselves to see past selves and criticize it. Most times when I see kids do that for themselves, they get overcritical, right? Instead of moving forward, it's just overcritical and, and kind of dwelling on the mistake or something that they disliked rather than seeing an opportunity to improve. Yeah. So that's good that she's able to do that, you know? I didn't do it. That wasn't me. <laughs> oh, that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. What, what Don't hit the that? table, just so you know. Okay. So Giangelo says, Giangelo says, I used to write little bits of concepts and philo philosophy ideas, and I've kept to, I've kept them to see where my head was at then, and maybe remember a good piece of advice I had at that point in that in time, from an eight-year-old point of view to now, and he is now 19, going on. He'll be 20 years old this year. Wow. Old man that I still call a kid. You know, no matter no matter how old you get, it's still going to be my kid, right? Mm -hmm. So nothing's really going to change that. That's like the curse. But you, you know, I'll see the man. Got to see the man, I'm right? I'm just bigger. <laughs> Ain't that right? Tall boy. Okay, let's see. Justin says, I take videos of her class of her in class for the same reason. Mm. Oh, to see how much she's improved. Yeah, for sure. That's good. I do that for myself. Sometimes I do it to you guys in the middle of class. I hope you guys is not, I don't post that anywhere because at the end of class, I delete it right away. Mm -hmm. Just find some comfort in that. Yeah. Unless it's like super funny, then I got to keep it for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day when you're like the, when one of you guys are a uh, world champion, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to you as a present, and then it'll be. A, you know, it's a good story to tell. You mm -hmm. know, you gotta capture some of those awkward, funny moments. You know, the the moments when you look back and go, "Oh my god, like mm -hmm. terrible! What kind of shadow boxing is that?" Right. But then, when you're that world champion, and I give that to you, and there's somebody that's gonna be looking up to you, you'll show it to them and say, "Hey, look, this is what I look this like. This is me. This is me." Mm -hmm. And uh, it's important to see that the process is repeatable, right? It's, it hasn't changed, right? The success formula is always that way. It'll always be that way. Mm -hmm. Show somebody that, you know, you did it too. You didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm an automatic success. To me, I'll tell them, it's like, hey, man, it took me 25 years to be an overnight success. Mm -hmm. And even still, I don't even feel like I'm there. There's, there's way more stuff to, to do, way more um improvements ahead of me yeah you know you have your down days you have your up days even even after more than 25 years of training you know mm. all right so justin says sorry. Okay. justin says i never do right it into the justin says i never do it for myself i'm trying to get better at that i think that's the taking videos of yourself yes it is totally important to you know, record yourself because the camera won't lie. The camera definitely <laughs> doesn't lie. Um, it's like training. Training never lies. It'll always expose things that you need to work on. But that's what training is for, right? You don't come into class showing that you're the master at everything. It, I'm thinking like in my trip over to San Diego, you know, I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And 
Man, I felt like a white belt. I felt like a white belt. Oh, excuse me, sorry. I felt like a white belt uh, uh, training amongst, you know, all these all these different folks who've been training in that specific way for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be too self-aware to open yourself to training, especially with, um, oh my goodness. I'm like hitting the spring now. It's not, now it's me. <laughs> but to be open open to training and practicing. You know, I'm not there to compete, right? Nobody comes. You shouldn't. If you come to class and you, you think that you have to compete with other folks, then you're not really training, right? Like you're not really practicing. You got to open yourself to what it is to, be, to improve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, that's a constant reminder when you come into training. You have to remember it's training. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like everything else that you do too. Yeah. Okay, let's do one more. One more. Okay, so Elliot says, "Is the video of me getting teeped across the room by Gino? Does it still exist?" Um, I do believe we have. I don't know uh, exactly how far back that was. It looked like he got you into yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Um, I'd have to look. I think. I think I know which one you're talking about. I don't remember. I think I, I think I have that one. Man, I don't know what it is. Every time that I think of like teeping, there is this part um, when I realized how strong I was. You were training us in the garage uh, or something like that, and you were showing me how to teep, and like something clicked, and like I was legitimately moving you when you were you were doing the thing. I think I was like probably twelve or thirteen at the time, mm-hmm. and then that's when everything changed for martial arts. I'm like, I'm strong. <laughs> When you realize that you have that when strength, I, when I, yeah, when I realize that when you do the technique properly, it's like you you get that that level up. I don't know. It's a good awareness, you know, when you when you have that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh look, something had to happen to me first, and then to reveal the opportunity to to um oh, to to what's the word I'm looking for here. It, it it gives you the opportunity to reveal yourself, you know, kind whether it's a, yeah, unlock your potential. Cause it's, everyone has that latent thing, right? You know, it's in there, but the opportunity is the, is the doorway to access it. Mm-hmm. And it's your choice. If you, if you don't choose to access it, then it'll stay latent. But mm-hmm. the day that you do choose to access it, you'll, you'll know it's there. And then you have the opportunity to practice it all the time. And just like how we were talking about before, your body getting fat, your mind getting fat, your spirit getting fat. When you, when you work it and you get that fitness, right? You can have physical fitness. You have your mental fitness. You have your spiritual fitness, emotional fitness, whatever fitness that you want to have. When you have that unlocking mm-hmm. part of you, whatever fitness that piece might be, work that specifically. Yeah. And then you have like deliberate and purposeful practice now. You, you're training for that. Just like how we are talking about when we're running the running right you could you could run ju- for for jujitsu specific things muay thai mm-hmm. specific things marathon specific things i'm not trying to say i'm going to turn into a, a marathon runner you know like that guy who did a sub two hour marathon that's that's yeah. nuts now he's he trained specifically to get to uh, sub two hours is it two or three two know. sub two, two hours yeah i can't even i can't remember his name i'll have to look him up Amazing. but uh yeah Super important, super important. All right. Okay, one more? We can do one more. Let's do one more. All right. So to answer Zoo's thing there, 
we actually have a vault of martial arts lessons. Um, so with all the, the stuff that happens on the mat, it's not just lessons for you guys. It's lessons for us as uh, instructors, I think. Mm -hmm. Because you guys are doing what we're asking you to do. And we need to see how we're doing as instructors, too. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, the uh, the videos themselves and, and at the tip of the iceberg for students. You know, I, I'll, I'll show the video. <laughs> I like Zoo's comment, by the way. A vault of martial arts blackmail. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Done. When we're now on the it's on the podcast now it's, it's already been revealed oh well but at the tip of the iceberg for students it's to let everyone see how they're doing it so they they get to access that uh worst critic is yourself mm -hmm. um technique uh, yeah that the mechanic no, that gear word, right they get everyone has to go through that and and uh, learn how to see themselves that's training all the all in itself learning how to see yourself um and then if you get deeper right we have teaching techniques that's on top of the the video right like oh how what was i saying because the student is is doing exactly what i'm saying there could be some misinterpretation maybe i chose wrong words mm -hmm. right? i need to improve the way that i speak yeah. maybe it could be my own energy and it's like um i bring up the russian nesting doll all the time right you start from the outside and you, you peel that layer off, right? And then there's another doll in there, or like an onion, right? I'm just doing another analogy. And you just keep peeling the layers off and then you get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then once you get to like this, the center most that you can, even though there might be another layer underneath, mm -hmm. you study that and you go, okay, let's put all the layers back together again. Boom, you get back to the outer layer. And then you just do it all over again. Start from the outer layer and repeat the process, get to the center core. You might get deeper or maybe you got to what the third layer down mm. and you're like okay i have to start that over and you go back and but that was more purposeful this time rather than um a discovery it's more like an ironing out process at this point let me just keep running this again over and over and over again until i can see how it all strains yeah. out so many different so many different uses of the, of the video very very good <laughs> Well, anyway, I'll go ahead and end the episode right from here, guys. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. This one's going to, this episode's actually going to be uploaded onto my martial arts thoughtcast. Thank you so much for uh, staying tuned. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, letting us catch up with you. And, you know, Gino here, his first time on. <laughs> you want to say something as we close up? Uh, no, I think I'm good. It was fun. All right, guys. Stay sharp. Keep polished. I'll see you on the mat soon. Peace.